With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Oh! Right now, at halftime, the Mavericks are all over the Lakers. They lead it by 11, 62-51. The return of Anthony Davis, his night looks like it is probably done, as head coach Frank Vogel said earlier today, that Anthony Davis' return, which has happened in this game, likely he was going to be limited to 15 minutes 
all in the first half. Now, the good news and bad news for the Lakers. Anthony Davis was really, really rusty. Uh, Four points on two out of ten from the field. Uh, He missed a three, did pull down four rebounds, but it was very rusty. Now, that's the bad news, and the Lakers are down 11. Here's the good news. He moved pretty well. I, I didn't mm-hmm. see a lot, Mike, in the first half that he looked like he was favoring anything or he looked like he might be a little bit uncomfortable. He definitely got winded a couple sure. of times. Look, it's his first game in two months, but he moved pretty well, so I'm feeling pretty satisfied and pretty happy for the Lakers that, hey, Anthony Davis is back. Now he just has to get his wind, his stamina back. He'll play more minutes, but he moved well in the first half, and that's the most important thing. Now you go back into your rotations and say, okay, let's go try to win this game. Down 11, uh, like you said, he was winded. Uh, certainly you saw a couple of opportunities where he uh, he was a little slow getting back on the defensive end uh, and shooting two of ten. Uh, Dan Wojcicki, our, our buddy, he'll join us later on in the show after this game is done and the post-game uh, fun and excitement has died down. Uh, just tweeted out, he goes, hey, he missed 80% of his shots, but he just won 100% of Laker fan hearts. Oh, I, I think he, I think he won the, I think he won their hearts when he hit that three to beat the Nuggets. I think that's kind of when he won. Well, I think he already had that, their hearts. Yeah, think, but you know did. what? People are fickle. If you're not out there yeah. for thirty straight games, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah and true. and you already had been dogged by uh, rumors yeah. of being a little bit soft in your history, even if you won a title <laughs> last year. It's like, all right, are you satisfied? Hello. Mm. we got to do it again. Come on. <laughs> so that's the good news for the Lakers. Meanwhile, the other big game tonight, I know it feels like we just had this a few days ago. Padres Dodgers are going yep. to the fourth inning, a scoreless game. Walker Bueller is dealing so far for the Dodgers. Three innings, three strikeouts. Uh, his ERA is now under 1.8. Uh, still zip, zip. Again, not a lot of offense in this game. In fact, there's only been one hit uh, total through the first three innings. Uh, just one quick thing here now. You know, we've, we've talked about Padres, Dodgers, and how big this is. You know, the Padres, mm-hmm. are two great teams. Uh, Padres are 10 and 10. Dodgers are 14 and 4. So not quite the start the Padres expected to have. Not quite the start Fernando Tatis Jr. Not quite the start they expected at all. And so, you know, a little bit. You're not concerned yet because you're 10 and 10 and you're fine. But for the Padres, okay, a slow start here, and you're saying, all right, well, the, the NL West looks like it's a little bit tougher. Wild than, card, than baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know, well, you're always thinking wild card because of the Dodgers. But, you know, hey, uh, the Giants aren't bad. You know, and, and you're even with the Diamondbacks. You know, it's not like the Diamondbacks are great, but hey, they've won four in a row. So uh, the Padres are meandering around here a little bit. I'd like to see them start a little bit hotter, especially with yeah. all the excitement. And because normally that's what you get when, when, a, when a new team has so much going for them, they get out of the gate great, right? Because they can't wait for the season to start. We had all these new pitchers we want to debut, and we got all our players are ready. We just gave Fernando Tatis Jr. $340 million. Yeah, we're ready. And you come out of the gate 10 and 10. And like I said, it's early, but it's a little bit to look and say, ooh, Padres, uh, uh, they got to get a little bit more consistent here, uh, you know, before they wind up. Uh, we wound up talking about them as being at the top of the National League because there's six games out of first place already. I mean, yes, the Dodgers have the best yeah. record in baseball, but you're six games out of first place, and that's a pretty big deal. No, I mean, you were up there and everybody was getting all chesty, thinking they were going to take a big swing, right? Spent all this money. It's like, all right, we're ready to compete. Eh, maybe not quite yet. We'll find out by the end of this weekend, right? Sitting at 10 and 10, you can make up four games very quickly, uh, but you still have to, you know, hit the ball, which they've had a lot of issues. They're going to need another bat 
at a minimum, if not two, uh, if they want to compete. Because the division isn't going away. It's not just the Dodgers, as you mentioned. So when we look at the, the first couple of weeks, yeah, they've got some injury concerns. And Fernando Tatis Jr. is in the lineup right now. Well, defensively, he's been terrible. Calling him the butcher. Oh yeah, we're going to stay there. Offensively, offensively, much better. He's, he's right. No, he's been terrible. Right, yeah. coming into tonight, he was six of thirty-nine. Right, we saw the fortieth at bat was another strikeout. So that's sixteen and forty. That means he's hitting a buck fifty. Right, and that home run. He's got two home run, three RBI. That's the guy you were banking on to carry you and his presence in the lineup and being so uh, formidable that you'd suddenly have, you know, the heart of the lineup would be ready to mash. And right now, who, who are you worrying about? Because he, he's taking bad at bats. Now he's got to keep both hands on, on the bat. It's going to take time to adjust to changing up your swing, trying to protect that shoulder. Uh, you, you, I bet you right now they really wish they could go back and have a, a revote on the universal DH. Uh, so they can at least hide him in the field right now, uh, but it, it's it's going to be a long long slog if if it, they have a bad weekend this weekend. I know a lot of people at the game tonight, uh, and they're like, it, it is such an atmosphere and so much venom. I'm like, can we play any of it on the radio? I was like, oh no, <laughs> like it's no, gotten that happen. bad already. It's like no, 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 There's no, a lot can't. of anger. <laughs> like I said, man, I told you this when we started and we were talking on opening day. And and all the way through the first couple weeks of the season, folks are just getting back out. There's a lot of anger that they've been taking out on family, friends. Now they could just put it into the into the world with really no harm except for the Daryl Strawberry tear uh, down the cheek, like in The Simpsons. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, let it out. Uh, and, and that's what they're doing at the ballpark, evidently tonight. Good lord! <laughs> and Manny Machado heard it. <laughs> you want to know a great story about my about getting upset? My dad told me the story. This is a great story. This is this is a phenomenal story. He's gonna get so pissed that I told him, right? But this is this is it. So you know, my dad has been. Hi, you know, he's got all. He's got both his COVID shots now, and he's been. You know, he's been out and about doing different things, and so. Mm-hmm. But he's always. You know, he's always been that way. So he, he goes. The thing with my dad is, anytime he has to interact with someone in a retail setting, that person is always an idiot. Right. That person is always the biggest idiot in the world. And they all have the same voice. I go, Dad, what happened? He would say, so I go to the guy. I "I want to return this. And he says, well, I got to go get my manager. Like, okay, what happened, Dad? Well, you know, I I went into radio. I went into uh, a Verizon store and I walked up to the guys and, hey, this phone. He's on the phone. They said, well, I got to go get somebody. Right. So that's every voice. Right. So he's telling me this story that he tried to go. He had to return something at the grocery store and they wouldn't let him do it because it was it was something like the expiration date had passed or something. I don't but he said, I just bought it yesterday and it was bad, something like that. So he goes and he talks to somebody and they're telling him, I don't know that we can do it. I don't know that we can do it. I don't know we can do it. So he says, I, I, I want to talk to your manager because that, that's my dad's big thing. It's manager. I want to talk to your manager, right? That's always right away. So they, okay, so they call the manager over. <laughs> So the manager comes over, and the manager, he said, you know, tells you was 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 not really nice to him, and he says, ah, oh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, sir, we, we we can't do this. He goes, so I'm stuck with this. I bought it yesterday. It's bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. He goes, thanks a lot. And you know, so I, my my dad clearly was was saving most of his venom for the manager, but as he walked out, he said, thanks a lot. And he looked at the person he walked into and helped. He said, and you suck too. <laughs> he walked wow. out. <laughs> Wow, I'm not just mad uh, at you. I'm mad at you, too. And I'm mad at you. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes you get hit by the ricochet, uh, as oh. Ice Cube, Ice oh. T, I should say, uh, yeah. saying so many years ago uh, uh, mm. from the 
a film of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Walt, uh, like I said, displacing anger. And sometimes yeah, it's, not, it's not warranted, but I, I think mm-hmm. if you're out there, obviously, if, if you work retail or your service industry, uh, thank you. Uh, for for getting uh, and taking all the vitriol and and having the patience that you do, uh, it'll get better, right? It has to get better. Has and to. Walt's got to get better too. Uh, yeah. It might not happen till Boone and Cashman are fired, but yeah, no, uh, no, no. I definitely think the Yankees not, but they won today. That's not so how, I, yeah. Well, they finally scored know, what six runs, right? Yeah, it's big. It's Offensive big. explosion yeah. today. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresco? Mike and Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harbin. No, he's he's very, very happy. Uh, so tonight we watched, or earlier today rather, we watched yet another player say that he's the MVP in the NBA. Yesterday it was Steph Curry in a podcast. And that, that kind of got a little misrepresented with Curry saying, I'm the MVP. Because he, he way he said, I'm the MVP, was more like, hey, I have to think of myself as the MVP. Sure. He's not out, he wasn't out canvassing for it, but clearly, you know, he cares to yeah, talk about the MVP. For it, yeah. yeah, you know, he, he wants to make sure his name is in the conversation. Yeah, uh, then sure. today, Joel Embiid wanted everybody to know that he's the MVP, as he talked about it in a podcast. Take a listen. Is there any doubt in your mind that you're the MVP this season? There's no doubt. Uh, you know, the main thing that I'm always focused on is winning. Uh, you know, when you win, uh, you know, everybody on the team wins. Uh, if you're not winning, uh, those stuff are not going to come. You're not going to be nominated for those stuff, and you're not going to have the chance to uh, to win those stuff. Yeah, I like how he says, oh, yeah, I'm the MVP, but but you have to win. Yeah, it, it's about winning. But yet every star in the NBA is so vocal about being the MVP and winning awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if Hollywood was like this, the Oscars would be uh, incredibly different. I really am the best actor. I really It'd should win be best fun. actor. Why? No, but I'm best actor. I look at it that way. I look. I know that he was great in that other movie, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I should win best actor. I mean, really, I should, I should win best actress. I know Francis McDormand supposedly was great in Nomadland, but who's seen Nomadland? All you see is the trailer saying, "Oh, what a great story it is," and they're they're out in the wilderness. Yeah, you know, we've seen that. I'm the best actress. I swear. But this is what it's. I love the NBA. They care so much about awards and about recognition and street cred. It's they care so so much about it. No. No other well, sport so talks we. about the MVP. No, we do, but that's our job is to talk about it. But the fact, well, that but, these but guys also like, to uh, to be acknowledged for the greatness that we spew here. I, it's oh, well, that's true. There is that. But I mean, wait, did we give our our MVP rankings coming up in a few minutes? But I, but the fact that the players care so much about, I have to be, I I need to be the MVP. I need to be considered the MVP, or what? Or I can't get myself in a positive frame of mind. I get upset. Like that's what I I feel like NBA players need. They need to know that hey, you're gonna respect me, and I'm the MVP, or I could be the best six man of the year. And if not, then you know what? I I, I don't know what. To to do I'm, I'm very upset i'm bitter and i can't go play they care so much about being the mvp and winning awards it's it's like if you said to a player i guarantee you, if you said to a star and you said what would you rather you take any star granted i would say seven out of ten if you said to them give me a true answer would you rather win the nba title or be the league MVP. Seven out of ten players would say, "I want to be the MVP." See, I, I, I would see that needs a, a question B. Where are they at in their careers? 
because I think that that's going to have a lot to. Well, to you're do a superstar. You're, you're you're a star. Right, you're but, if you're, but, but if career. you're but if you're but if you're in that one of the you know that that second contract, year six, year seven kind of thing, then I, I think the mentality is going to shift as much as you want the MVP, especially if you've already won one. Right, because then it becomes a cumulative effect, and then people can start, you know, willy nilly tossing you into all time great conversations. Otherwise, I, I think you want the title because the title lives forever. I mean, guys, guys make full careers in media, and uh, certainly uh, once we get back to shaking hands and kissing babies and autographs and cards and inscriptions, there's a lot of money to be had there, man. A lot, lot of yeah. recognition, and you just want to feel loved. And I think that the the individual accolades certainly do it, but, but uh, way yeah, more, it's on way where more you're on than, the continuum. Way more than what's saying. And I, I see. I don't think it matters where you are. I think if you're 23 years old, boy, I've thought about my whole life about winning the championship. But wait, I mean, I, they would say I want. Seven out of ten would say I want to be the MVP. Someone who's 30 and is looking back at the first at the first half of their career, not knowing what's going on, I'm never going to get a chance to win MVP again. I want to be the MVP. And you can say, okay, if you've won the MVP, if you've won a title, it could be different. But I, you get seven stars. In a room, what do you want? They would say, I want to be the MVP. I, I, you I know, want anonymous that. sources tell me. I want Oh, wait, that. no, that's just draft talk we can do that with, right? <laughs> I want that. I want the MVP. Seven out of ten. Some players, look, and there's some guys that say, look, I want to win a title and I because I'll be the guy to lead my team to a title. Because if you're a star and you win a title, you're the guy that leads his team to a title, right? I mean, look, does Kawhi Leonard need to be the MVP? No, look, the guy's led two teams of titles now. Could be a third this year. The guy is, could be a legend. But does he need to be the MVP? No, because if, if you're a star and you lead your team to a title, it, it's ju- you're just as legendary, right? Because, but they would still pick winning the MVP over winning a title. They would st- knowing full well what their legacy would be. All right, I can I can win the title, right? I could be that guy leading my team, or I could no, I want to be the MVP because that tells me yeah. I'm better than everybody else. I'm better than everybody else, and I validate my career. You could do that with winning a title, yeah, but you know it's not about me. You know, me winning the MVP is that's what I want. I want to be the MVP. No, just always remember if I ask somebody if they want to be the MVP, what are they going to say? No. Right, no, Who's no. The, but the question is: Do you nah, want to the, do you want to win the MVP or win the NBA title? No, but I'm just saying, in in the context of how these have been brought up the last couple of days, right? With Joel Embiid, you know, uh, can you say you're on cloud nine? I'm on cloud nine. Uh, can you tell me that you're the MVP? You know, do you think you're the MVP? Nah, I, I'd rank myself eighth. Like, wait, what? <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. To be the man, you got to beat the man, and and when someone gives you an opportunity to tell tell the world how great you are, what are you going to do? Deflect? Hell no. If you asked a choice A or choice B, they would pick the MVP. Not about do you think you're the MVP. It's not one or the other. It's if you say you can have, I can make a wish for. I'm a kingmaker. I could just make the wave a wand and make it happen. They'd say, oh, I want the MVP. So now you're they a wizard. Some guys would say, you want to be the sixth man of the year or win the MVP? They would say, I want to be sixth man of the year. I want to be sixth man of the year. I get extra 150 grand in my contract to get there. I want to be sixth man of the year. You want to be defensive player of the year? You come, want to win the no, MVP? No, come on now. You now, you, now you're, just, I'll be defensive now you're just getting silly. Sure. Come on. Sure. Because if you're Tell the MVP, you, you more than make up that money. Not only, not only will you get a car and all sorts of cool stuff that the from NBA sponsors, you're telling me the the money rate is raking in most value most. Uh, I don't I don't know what Luke Williams is getting other than free wings for being the sixth man of the year. 
<laughs> hey, wait a minute. If there's free wings, that changes everything. I mean, that, that, that really Well, I, I, I got to imagine that a lot of guys ain't paying anyway. Someone else in their <laughs> squad is picking up uh, the tab or just for being there and the, uh, you know, option, you know, for folks to walk in and maybe see Lemon Pepper Lou, you know, chowing down and hanging out. I mean, there, there's probably a premium that the club's able to charge for that. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, we got more from the NFL coming up next and our definitive top three MVP ranking so far in the NBA. You'll be surprised at who the top three are. That's coming up next right here. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo. Oh. Right now, second half, eight minutes to go in the third quarter, the Lakers making it close against the Mavericks, 72-64, Anthony Davis likely done for the night. He played in the first half, and it was going to be a – a very short appearance for him, as Frank Vogel said. He's going to play about 15 minutes all in the first half as he makes his first game back from injury. Uh, hasn't played in two months. Uh, didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, four points in 17 minutes, two out of ten from the floor. So now the Lakers can try to concentrate on winning the game, uh, which mm-hmm. they're getting close. They're cutting into the Mavericks' lead. They were up by 11 at halftime. Uh, 72-66 is the score right now. Mavericks with the lead. But look, AD looked fine. You saw him talking with LeBron on the sideline. And and I, I really, I, I think everything is going to be fine. These are two big games for the Lakers. If the Mavericks win them both, suddenly they're a game back of the Lakers in the loss column, and the Lakers are closer to seventh place than they're expected. But overall, I, I feel like they're going to be okay. But boy, okay has a couple of different uh, uh final um, results to it. Okay could be, hey, we're going to finish fifth or sixth, or okay could be, hey, we finished seventh and we you know, we made the playoffs, but we got to play that first round game against Steph and the Warriors. So uh, he could go for 60. We could wind up going home. So okay for the Lakers is kind of liberal right now, but you know, I no longer think that, hey, they're going to they're gonna sink, something's going to happen. But uh, these two games clearly against the Mavericks are really big deals. Hey, chaos can always still be right around the corner, but uh, for the moment, for the moment, they look to have uh, staved off uh, elimination. One of the great words in sports talk as we get towards the end of a regular season or the end of a playoff uh, series and and trying to fight through. Uh, But uh, yes, a a battle against Steph Curry, uh, but all the MVP votes would already be in, so that wouldn't count even if he did have a heroic game. But let me tell you, (laughs) you want to talk about the legend uh, of Steph Curry adding another paragraph to the Wikipedia page. Let me tell you, that scenario sets up its delicious theater for the NBA. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. All right, now we, we talked a few minutes ago. Hey, look, Joel Embiid says he's the MVP. I, I think if you polled 10 superstar players in the NBA, seven of them would say they'd rather win the MVP than win the NBA no. title. They're just obsessed Everybody wants with a winning ship. MVP. No, they all want the MVP. That's what they all want. They all want to look and see their name all time. Look how I was better than everybody. And they all want to see their name. But, yeah, but we know we, we know the, the voting's a clown show. Otherwise, well, yeah, Michael sure. Jordan would have an extra wing to his house. Yeah, that sure. Shaq would have MVP a bunch. Exactly. Yeah, Shaq would have a bunch in the in the late nineties. But if you said, "Hey, I could I could wave a magic wand and make you do it," uh, you know that would that's what they would do. Now, if you were giving doing your rankings right now, right? If I said, "Okay, what's my top three yes. for MVP?" Uh, I will give you this, and th- these are my official rankings. I would say number three is Chris Paul. 
I put Chris Paul at number three because he was the addition to a team that is at the top of the Western Conference. Yes, they have Devin Booker, but the Suns stunk with Devin Booker uh, previous to this. Yes, they won eight games in the bubble, and that was great, but they stunk last year. Now here they are. They're, you know, they're, they're plus 30 in the, in the win column from last year to this year, mm-hmm. and Chris Paul is the only real difference. So I, I like to look at guys and say, what's the difference this team that we have seen, how they play with them and without them? Right, because we we've seen a lot of other guys. I can't give Giannis the MVP because I've seen them play great. The Bucks aren't as great this year with Giannis, so I can't really say Giannis is the MVP. Big win so tonight. I, so you did have a big win tonight. Did a big win tonight. Uh, so I would go Chris Paul at number three, Julius Randle at number two. Without him, the Knicks are terrible. They're they're terrible, and with him, they're five games over five hundred. They're in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Right? If we're talking about Nikola Jokic for MVP, he's got the Nuggets fourth. That's a bit of a better team, but he also has a better supporting cast. Not that it diminishes what he's doing. I'd have him fourth, just outside the top three. But Julius Randle, the Knicks would be absolutely nowhere without him. So I would put him second. And first is the guy that we said was the MVP, and then he got hurt, so we kind of jinxed him. But Joel Embiid, he says he's the MVP. Yes, he is. He is the best candidate because he has displayed the best combination of high-level play and raising his team to a high level. You know, it's one thing to say, boy, hey, you know, Julius Randle has the Knicks in the middle of the wet. That's pretty cool. Uh, There have been no big changes to the Sixers other than Doc Rivers coming in, and I'm not going to give Doc Rivers all that credit because, hey, Doc Rivers is a pretty good coach, but Embiid was the one that had the Shaquille O'Neal-like off-season moment of clarity where he said, you know what, I need to be doing it better. I need to be more dominant. I've been a fun star for a while. I've enjoyed my life in the NBA, and I was great big on social media. First couple of years of my career when I was hurt and not playing, and I'm tweeting at Rihanna and all these kinds of fun things, and now, no, 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 now I'm concerned about my legacy. And it's not like Ben Simmons is having a phenomenally great year for the 76ers. He's not. Joel Embiid is the difference, and you're talking about a guy that now has this team that was a nice middle of the pack team, right? The, the, the Sixers were a nice 50-win team in an 80-game, 82-game regular season. That's a, that, you know, that's nice to finish around fourth in the East and hey, maybe they play <laughs> two rounds, maybe they play one round, uh, but this year he has raised them to the top of the East. Joel Embiid was my guy even though he got hurt and came back. He's still my guy because let's face it, almost everybody has gotten hurt and then come back, so I can't hold that against him. Joel Embiid number one for MVP. Uh, allow me to retort. Uh, he ain't my MVP. Uh, and and I'll tell you why. Hey, uh, they were fifty-one and thirty-one two years ago. Forty-three and thirty last year. Thirty-nine and twenty this year. Oh, by the way, he's missed a lot of games right now. He doesn't even qualify among the scoring leaders in the NBA because he hasn't played enough games. How do you like that? He's close, but uh, you got to play seventy percent of your team's games, and right now. He hasn't, and they went 500 when he wasn't there. Look, we could do the the fun with math that you were doing with Steph Curry and and mocking Steph Curry fans earlier this week uh, when saying, all right, I'll give you four more there. So I played along. Uh, it's, it's a futile exercise because, well, he wasn't there. Uh, and missing that many games, they, they've still been able to, to maintain. They've still been good uh, along the way. They lost no ground. So for me, uh, I'll give you your guy in the four-hole. Julius Randle. Uh, I'll go go Embiid three. 
Although even then, uh, eh, whatever. Uh, Chris Paul was my guy. I had him number one. Uh, Jokic re- remains number one for me right now, sitting at 26-4, 11-8.7. I get it. Better supporting cast. And we can argue about standings. And, and I did that partly devil, devil's advocate with you yesterday because you, you really got on my head with the number of times you said Julius Randle. If it was Julius a drinking Randall. game, I would Julius Randle. Look, man, I would have been Julius drunk by, by the first Gascon update yesterday with the number of times that you brought up his name. <laughs> <laughs> and I got, a, I got an okay Julius tolerance, uh, but Julius it still would have Gone, gone sideways for me in a hurry. Uh, the the hard part, right? I mean, obviously the Heat, uh, not the Heat, the the Nets. Uh, as you go through, they're sitting at thirty nine and twenty, but all three of those guys have missed significant time, and I can't split that award three ways. It's the Ocean Eleven line. All right, when when you've got to choose the money or, or tests, I mean, just remember she doesn't split eleven ways. See, go. I'm okay. Uh, the I'm MVP okay. award okay. the same way here. <laughs> I, I'm okay with Joel Embiid. You're 500. You're plus 19 with him. So you're 19 sure. games over 500. You, you that, still that's a missed big difference. You've still missed a third of your team's game. That's a pretty big difference. That's a, a pretty, pretty big, big amount of time to miss. To be plus 19 when you've missed that much, that that shows you. There's some sometimes people can achieve something in a shorter shorter amount of time that is just incredible. And you're talking about missing missing those games, and he'll he'll get up there eventually because as long as he stays healthy the rest of the way, he'll get to those games. But I mean to be plus 19 and to have that kind of influence on a team and he's played enough if he played half the games or less than half the games I'd say okay it's, it's kind of hard without half the games but you know when, when you're talking about close to seven out of every 10 games and you, you're able to find your way 19 games over 500 yeah I'm, I'm okay with that I, I'm, I, I'm comfortable living in that in that living room right there I got my feet All right, up on I'll, the sofa. I'll go and I'll go I'm figure out how good. many of those games they, they won uh, were against Detroit Orlando Cleveland and Toronto <laughs> in his All of that. Night. <laughs> all of them were. It was. It was all of them. Like all the Knicks given, were given the schedule, Detroit, yeah. it could be close. <laughs> <laughs> now, where would Steph Curry be? Now, going through this and seeing Steph Curry, because I've told you, look, I can't vote for the guy for MVP. But you know, he is having a great season. He's leading the league in scoring. Him and Bradley Beal. So you know what? If I would put him, I would put him number ten. Because I, I'd feel like I'd be reaching, getting past a few people for num- you know, to get there. But uh, Steph Curry, still, you're in, you're in tenth place, and and there's lots of other good players. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and go, well, Rudy Gobert has played so good without Donovan Mitchell. I, I feel, okay, you've had Donovan Mitchell for the majority of the season. I would have Steph at number ten. That'd be that'd be my top four. Number one is Embiid. Number two is Randall. Number three is Chris Paul. Number four is Jokic. Number ten is Steph Curry. You just jumped Ten. to number 10. I like that. Ten. Yeah, I mean, Ten. I'd have Giannis uh, would round out my top five. Uh, then we start arguing about Booker. And, you know, we still have a month to go. And, and look, we'll, we'll revise this, just like everybody does their mock drafts <laughs> along the way. <laughs> and, I mean, we got to get Damian Lillard in there. Uh, yeah, St- Steph Curry's – what, that article I cited last week that did the here's the top fi- 15 and, and Chris Paul and a few of those guys were also Rands, him and Julius Randle. It's like, okay, uh, are we just doing this for controversy's sake and, and, and lighting it up? Are you you really watching what you're doing here uh, in terms of impact on teams? Steph's a, a good run, right? May fuels a lot of conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I guess 10 10's fine. Seven, eight. I, I don't know. Once once I get outside the metal stand, I don't care. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, We got more from the NBA coming up in a couple of minutes as maybe another big injury in the NBA. It could affect how teams finish in the final standings. But uh, something that's getting a lot of attention the last day or so, and it's uh, from former MLB star Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield, who you know started Major League Baseball for a long time, then jumped to uh, TBS's booth and and doing pregame shows, doing baseball for nearly a decade before TBS made changes after 2020. Uh, Gary Sheffield did an interview earlier today and talked about what it's like being an analyst for Major League Baseball, and he said that you know when I worked for TBS, I didn't really watch the baseball games. Take a listen. I don't watch baseball at all. After I, I was kind of forced to watch baseball because I was doing, t- I was working with TBS, and so I had to remember who was, you know, really find out who are these players. I'll, I'll tell you the secret now. I never watched the games during the, the during the season. I would get educated on it when I get there. It's not it's not something that I can watch based on what I'm seeing because I'll be a complainer. This is the, this is the first time I ever said that out loud, but. I, I just truly, I'm just truly disappointed in what I watch. So, Billy, uh, do you want me to save you a seat for the game? I don't watch the games. <laughs> I'm going to go work out. Uh, Gary Sheffield, it sounds like a shocking statement. I didn't watch baseball. When I'm an analyst for TBS, I had to figure out who some of the players are. I had to figure out this, and I, I educated myself when I needed to. It seems shocking, but I guarantee you this. I guarantee you. Tons of analysts and insiders and and people who do that for a living don't watch nearly as much sports as you think they do. They don't watch nearly as much baseball. The football guys don't watch nearly as much football. The basketball guys don't watch nearly as much basketball. Tons of them don't do it. And it's a lot of it is the players. And and don't be shocked at this because the reason that these players are hired is because they're basically consultants. Right. When you think about a, a business hiring a consultant, why are you hiring a consultant? Well, someone who has worked in the field for a long time and you want their perspective on the business and you were in it for so long. That's basically what analysts are. Hey, are we hiring you because you know so many players and you can get them on the phone and, and, and get information? And get it? No, we're hiring you because we want your perspective on the game. We want you to have strong opinions. That's basically what it is. It's the same thing. We want Companies want consultants to come in and say, hey, what's the best way we can do this? Give me your unique perspective on the game. And here's Gary Sheffield who said, hey, I gave my perspective. I had a unique perspective because I played the game at a high level for so long. This seems shocking and oh my goodness but i get there are so many analysts who don't watch nearly as much sports gary sheffield's the only guy who is unfortunate enough to say so because now he's torpedoing any career he would possibly have coming back because you at least want the image that you're watching the games and for many guys who fake it and don't watch nearly as much sports as they should they fake it and they fake it great you know and, and it works out but when you say i don't watch the games well what are you here for what are you on tv for i, I don't understand you know, I mean, that's so okay. So now, good luck trying to get another gig when you want to get a job someplace else. But he is not nearly alone. There's so many analysts that don't watch the games. Yeah, remember that take just ain't for analysts. Uh, but <laughs> look, I, I've worked with a number of guys through the years. What what do they go and prep? They prep what they need to. 
right? Did they watch the games all on a Sunday? No, you're going to talk about three specific quarterbacks. So what do you want? The super cut as fast as you can of, all right, let me watch a couple of possessions. Let me watch where the turnovers were, where the touchdown throws were. All right, I'm ready to give the minute that I'm going to speak on air about that guy. And then let's move to the second guy. Scroll down three or four bullet points and, and move on from there. I mean, that's what it is. Why, why do you think with a lot of guests on ours, obviously, our show here, you, you can tell it's, it's free-flowing. And, you know, sometimes we get a couple of questions in about the actual sport in between a little bit of grab ass uh, and, you know, whatever else. I mean, case in point, Jason Cole earlier. I got a, I got a pretty couple of really good football questions mixed in with some of the weirdness uh, that yeah, went on. Yeah, but, sure. but, it's, but it's also just the, the idea of a lot of things, all right, I need the three or four points to talk about because I can't speak extemporaneously. Right. And it goes back to you're getting them for their celebrity, their achievements. Right. Gary Sheffield was a monster on the field and a guy that has always had good quotes. So, yeah, you bring him in to say that he doesn't love watching the game. I mean, that's he's just the latest in a long list of guys that have said that right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many guys are coming forward going? Yeah, I did three outcome baseball ain't for me. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Hey, if you miss any of our show, our best of podcast goes up right after the show is over on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app. It's wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us, subscribe us. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Coming up next, a weird story out of baseball and a weirder one out of football. This is Fox. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.